to the book of Matthew. I would like to continue today. What the Lord started to minister to us on last Sunday. I feel like there are, I know, some, and then some I may not know, families, individuals, but that there are some of us who are going through extremely difficult times, very, very hard times. If you live for God for any length of time at all, there will be a moment in your life whether you wonder if God has forsaken you. Most of the time, deep in our heart, we know that's not true. But we feel so utterly alone, so destitute and helpless. We look, but we cannot find daylight, answers, doors to walk through, or ways of escape. We're simply like the disciples, caught in the middle of a storm, more powerful than us, greater than us, no, does not appear for there to be a break anywheres at all. And we know it's just a matter of time before everything is over. I believe the Lord started last week and I pray that he will finish here today to let both you and I know that this just simply isn't true. There is nothing God does not have power over. There is no situation that he is not master of. You do not find yourself in any place, form, or fashion in any single way at all that he is not king of kings and lord of lords. I want to tell you here today, God has come to arrest depression. He is here today to arrest fear. He's going to put fear in fear, if you please. He's going to lock up these things. He's going to cast them off of you, out of your mind. And we're going to leave here today knowing that he is king of kings and lord of lords. He is king of my life. He is king of your life. He is Lord of your storm. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is the Lord of your storm. Tell somebody else, Jesus has power over the sea. Find one more person and tell them, Jesus has given you power over the water. Matthew 14 and 24. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea. Tossed with waves for the wind was contrary. Can anybody say amen? Can you, can you see yourself there from time to time? And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Everybody say, Jesus walked on the sea 
And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Now, we need to understand something right here at this point. Jesus had not stopped the wind. He had not told the waves to cease. The storm was still raging. Everything was still going on in their life. Trouble was still at an apex. But Jesus looked at them and said, Be of good cheer. Why? Because I'm here. I'm telling you, if we can get a hold of just that, you can have joy in the middle of your storm because Jesus Christ is there. All right, let's get through the scripture so we can preach for a few minutes today. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water. Everybody say, Peter walked on the water. But when he saw the wind boisterous and was, he was afraid and began to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt. God, we come to you today. Lord, you have arrested this place with your spirit. I know that you have come to strengthen the heart of the men and women, the brothers and sisters that are here today. Lord, some of us, we find our lives in a storm. We find our finances in a storm. We find our marriages, our health, our families in in the middle of a storm. But you, God, have come today to tell us, be of good cheer because you are here. And God, as long as you are walking on the seas of our life, everything's going to be all right. I pray today, God, touch, minister, move upon every man and woman in this building today. Strengthen us and let us walk out of here in the middle of our storm with victory in our hearts. Heart. I wonder if you can put your Bibles down. I wonder if we can give a, a Holy Ghost hand clap of praise to the King. Come on. Let's make some noise for the Lord. That's it. Come on. Come on. Let your hand clap be louder than the wind of your storm. Let your shout be louder than the wave of the storm. Come on, somebody. Come on, shout louder than the wind. Clap louder than the waves. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. Last Sunday, 
We couldn't even get past the introduction. God arrested this place. He came to minister to our hearts. He come to strengthen us because sometimes our knees do buckle. Sometimes our faith has a way of wavering. When it's dark and it's been dark for days and light doesn't seem like it's going to shine. And every time you think you get a little bit of break, a bigger wave hits you from behind. A stronger wind blows in your face. Doesn't seem like there is a way out. God moved in this place last Sunday and he blessed us with his word and with his spirit. Three things we learned quickly here last Sunday. We learned that in the middle of Peter's biggest storm and dilemma that God was doing a miracle in his life in the middle of this great miracle we find that Peter lost focused on Jesus Christ this is probably the greatest danger that could ever happen to you and I and it's the whole point and the focus of the devil he's simply trying to get you to get your eyes off of Jesus I want to tell you and I, it doesn't matter how great the storm is, Jesus is always greater. It doesn't matter how high the mountain is, Jesus is always higher. It don't matter how deep the valley goes, Jesus will always be there with you. What you and I need to do is get our eyes on him, focus on him, focus on his word, get a hold of the spirit and everything's going to be all right. The next thing we learned was that in Peter's greatest storm came his greatest miracle. And so we found out that just because we are in a life changing storm doesn't mean that God is not doing a life changing miracle and the third thing we learned is that just because we're surrounded by trouble and everything's falling apart and we can't get a clear glimpse of what God is wanting just because the storm is raging does not mean that God is not working in your life somebody needs to tell that devil he's a liar Shout it, devil. You're a liar. He's come to tell you God gave up on you. He's come to tell you you messed up too big. He's come to tell you your storm is too great. But I come to say in the Holy Ghost today that God is greater. God's mercy endures. God's love is eternal. God has not given up. Now, I want us to notice something. This is very important. I remember while I was preaching, the Lord spoke this into my heart. I said, God, I certainly hope I'm hearing you because I'm about to say something I've never studied. I'm about to say something I've never learned. I'm about to say something I've never heard. But 
This is how God works through pastor a lot, especially in conferences when I'm overseas. And while I was preaching, the Lord just dropped this in my heart. And I just began to preach this. And I mean, I preached it like I studied it out for weeks. And I got back to my room that night. And I looked, I opened up the Bible. And I said, oh God, please let this be in there. Because I just preached a whole sermon on it. And and then I saw something I had never seen. I had read this a hundred times, but I never paid attention to it. The Bible says that Jesus walked on the sea. Everybody say the sea. But it goes on to say that Peter walked on the water. Everybody say water. And at first you would say, well, they're using different words, but it's the same thing. But it's not. When the Bible says that Jesus walked on the sea, that word there means all waters, all oceans. It was the Bible's way of telling us that God had power over everything. It's the Bible's way of saying that it don't matter how big your storm is, how hard the wind blows, how high the wave is, Jesus walks on the sea. He's got power over every wave, power over every wind. He walks on the sea. But the Word of God says that Peter walked on the water. And I said, well, the Lord had already put it in my heart, but I went back and studied it out. The word water there means little puddle. Jesus had power over the ocean, but he only gave Peter power over the water under his feet. That's why we can never stop walking. Because everywhere you put your foot, God's going to give you power. God's going to give you anointing. You must stay focused. You got to keep your eyes on him. Listen, don't worry about that wave to the left. Don't worry about that hallowing wind to the right. Why? Because Jesus has power over the sea. We need to worry about where we are, our current circumstance. Stay focused on Jesus Christ, and he will give you power. Somebody shout power. Somebody shout power. Clap your hands to the Lord and give God praise. You may be seated. All right, I got to preach this. Say, Jesus had power over the sea. The first thing you and I need to be reminded about today is that the God we serve is all-powerful. There is no trial too big. There is no storm too great. There is no sickness he cannot cure. 
There is no financial dilemma he cannot fix. There is no marriage he cannot put back together. And there are no rebellious children that he cannot bless and touch. Jesus said himself, all power. Everybody say all power. Say all power. Tell your neighbor your God has all power. He said all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Paul tells us, wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in the earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory. Oh, I'm not sure you believe that. See, we got to start here because if you don't believe he's got power over the sea, you're going to be lost. You must believe he's greater than your storm, greater than your dilemma, greater than your trouble, greater than your depression, greater than your fear. Clap your hands to the Lord. Come on. Let's send up a praise to him. Let's praise him for a moment. Isaiah said, now, but thus saith the Lord, that created thee, O Jacob, he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. Everybody say, fear not. Isn't it amazing? That's the first thing that Jesus said. Fear not. He said, be of good cheer. He said, fear not. Don't be afraid, Israel. Don't be afraid, Jacob. He formed thee. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. When thou go through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Why? For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Somebody shout, Jesus is Lord over the sea. And he gave Peter power. Now, you got to get a hold of this. So the first thing we have to understand, good to see Brother and Sister Faircloth today. Love them so much. First thing I need to understand is that Jesus walks on the sea. That he has power over everything. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I want to tell you why that's so important. Because if you don't understand that Jesus Christ has power over everything, you're going to start looking at waves that are 15 waves away. And you're going to go, ooh. That's a big one coming there. 
Now, that thing hasn't hit you yet. It hasn't come. You just see it from a distance. Somebody whispered in your ear, oh, trouble's coming. <laughs> has, ever, has the devil ever whispered that in your ear? Trouble's coming. Devil talks to me every day. Every day. I, I probably need to talk to him more often. Most of the time I just ignore him. Talk to Jesus. But I think I'm going to talk to the devil a few times too. Just tell him, shut up. Just tell him. What you talking about, boy? Why are you telling me to fear that wave that's a half a mile away? Don't you know my Jesus has power over the sea? All right, now, I want to give you a little bit of revelation. The reason why, and here I go again, leaving my notes, but that's okay. But the reason why Peter began to sink is he took his focus off of Jesus Christ, who was giving him power over the water under his feet. So that everywhere he stepped, it was like a brick. Remember, we did that last Sunday. It was like a brick wall, concrete slab under him. You, you couldn't push his foot through that thing as long as he stayed focused on Jesus Christ. But the moment he started looking at another wave. Now, remember, Jesus walked on the sea. So what does the Lord say to you and me? He says, quit worrying about tomorrow. He said, I got tomorrow under control. He said, listen. He said, the evil of tomorrow is sufficient in itself. You don't need to add nothing to it. And that's what we do, right? We add to tomorrow by worrying about it and being concerned about it. And let it wrap all up in our mind and all up in our spirit. Peter got his eyes off on another wave. His ears became attentive to a boisterous wind, the Bible says. And the wind began to howl in his ears. Peter began to look in other directions. Peter began to worry and fear things that were out of his control. You have no power over your tomorrows. God only gives you and I power over the water that's under our feet. And he says to you and I, keep focused on me. Keep your eyes on me. And every step you take, I'll give you power over it. Now here it is. Here's the little nugget you need to get a hold of. When you fear about things that you cannot control. It takes away your power over things you can. The moment Peter began to fear about what was coming, not what was there, but what was coming, he lost the power 
over the water that's under his feet. Now here's the glorious thing about it, Pete, is that in the middle of a monstrous storm, The only thing Peter needed to worry about was the water under his feet. Because Jesus came from the shoreline. Pete was out in the middle of the water with the disciples. Jesus came from the shoreline. He had power over all the ocean. Every wave, every wind, everything coming. Everything happening, every situation, every finance, every health, every dilemma, every pain, everything, everything that is on its way towards you. Watch me. Revelation number two. If I look at that way before it ever reaches me. I will lose the power I currently have over the wave beneath me. But if I'll keep my eyes on Jesus. If I'll keep my eyes on Jesus, when that wave finally reaches me and it gets under my feet, I'm going to have power over it. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying it doesn't matter what's coming your way. If you'll stay focused on Jesus Christ, when it gets to you, when it finally arrives. Tell your neighbor, when that wave arrives... God will give you power over it. Don't worry about it right now. Now, this is what's important too. Because this is where a lot of us miss it. You think that you don't have power over your current situation. But you do. Unless you have your eyes on things to come. When the Lord's already told you, don't worry about those. I have power over the sea. You just worry about the wave that's under your feet. Right? But most of us have been convinced by the adversary that we don't have power over that water that's around our feet. He's convinced us that our world is falling apart. Can I, can I tell you something, Morio? If the devil had power to kill you, you would be dead. That's right. Now I know you're in a storm. 
And I know you've been in it for a long time. And I know it's been rough. But I've come to tell you in the Holy Ghost, you have more power than you think you do. Listen. The very fact that you're still standing lets me know you have power over your current situation. That devil's a liar. Somebody shout it. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. He wants to convince me and you, Brother Mata, we've lost all control. We've lost all power. I got news for you. If you're still walking, if you're still standing, you've got power over the water, under your feet. Stop worrying about tomorrow. Stop looking at the other waves. Stop listening to the wind. Get a hold of what God is doing in your life. You know what makes the devil mad? <laughs> the fact that you're still standing. I know the wind's blowing. I know the, the boat is rocking. I know things are difficult, but you're still here. You're still standing. You still got power. You still got authority. Jesus Christ, it's in your presence. The Lord, it's in this place. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. I wish everybody stand, stand right now to your feet. Just start stomping the ground a little bit. Let that devil know the water beneath my feet. It's like a slab. I've got power. I've got power over my dilemma. I've got power over my situation. Hallelujah. Just a little longer. You got to get this back in your heart. I haven't lost it. God is still with me. His power is still on me. You can be seated. Now listen. I'm not saying that things aren't lost in storms. I'm not saying that. Whew. Sometimes... the chateau we lose our loved one in that storm 
But it doesn't mean that you don't have power over the water that's under your feet. Or you wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't be able to find you. But you never lost that power under your feet. No matter how high the wave got, you still stood. Your family. No matter how loud the wind blew, you, y'all, just, y'all just kept standing. Because somehow in the midst of that storm, you kept your eyes focused on Jesus Christ. You wouldn't take your eyes off. And as long as you had them on him, your feet had power over the water that was under them. And the beauty about that is it doesn't matter how high that wave is. It might be a tidal wave. When it gets here, I'm not going under. It's just going to lift me higher because my feet will never lose power over the water that's under them. And the bigger the wave, the higher I go. And that wave that the old devil thought would take you out, all it did was lift you up. And now you're able to see the devices of the adversary. And now you can see Jesus more clearly. Threatened to throw them in the fire. We know the story. Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's their Egyptian names. <laughs> and what the enemy thought would take them out, Melissa, is when Jesus actually showed up. Remember, we talked about this last Sunday. It would have been nice if Jesus would have showed up when they first tied their hands. That's the first watch of the night. It would have been nice if he'd have showed up when they wrapped him up in ropes the second night of the watch. It would have been nice if he'd have showed up when they heated that thing seven times hotter than it was. That's the third watch. But Sister Green, he didn't show up until they literally threw them. In the fire. And the devil gets up and says, Did we not cast three men in the fire? Yea, devil, we sure did. Then why do I see four? And one of them is like the Son of God. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. They never lost focus of what it was about. Bow down and worship. We will not. We will only worship our God. Okay. I'm going to play the music again. I'm giving you one more chance. You can give us 50 chances. We're here to tell you. That we will only worship him. I'm going to heat that flame up and I'm going to throw you in. Listen. Whether God saves us or not. Doesn't matter. We're only going to worship him. 
Pete. Wake up, son. Come here. I need you. I'm blown away at how many people are asleep in this congregation. I'm walking around counting five. Like, are you kidding me? But I tell you what, if you can sleep in this church, my hat is off to you. Now, you probably worked all night, so God bless you. I understand. Stand right there. So we got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I get to be Jesus. <laughs> Fire. You know what? Actually, Pete, you be Jesus because I got I to gotta instigate this. This is what did not happen. You're a little close. Okay, we don't even know you're here yet. I'm going to heat that flame up. And here's what we do. Ooh, look how high that flame is. Oh, my God. I can feel the heat from here. You know what happens? We get our eyes off of Jesus. We start talking about what's about to happen, what could happen. What's coming when the Lord said, I have power over the sea. I have, I walk on the oceans. I control everything. I got everything in my control. I've given you power over the circumstances under your feet. So as the trial comes, the first trial, bow and worship. We will not. God gave us the power. Second trial comes. I'm going to play the music again. Bow and worship. We will not. Second trial comes. What's happening? God gave us power over the water that's under our feet. All I've got to do is worry about what's coming at me right now. Handle what is in my life right now. How? Through the name of Jesus Christ. Through the blood of Jesus. Through the word of God quit giving power and authority to tomorrow what hasn't happened what's going to come or could come handle in the power of the blood what's going on right now tie up their hands we're going to praise him tie up their bodies we're going to praise him heat up the furnace at that moment, if they would have started talking about the furnace, they would have been looking at tomorrow, and they'd have lost power of today. But they didn't. Cast them in. They're thrown in. The Bible says the ropes come loose in the middle of their greatest trial, in the middle of the hottest part, in the dilemma. They start walking around, giving God praise. Listen, the flames are still hot. The flames are still going, but they're praising. Look at Peter. The wind is blowing. The waves are coming. When I'm walking on the water, it's going to be in the middle of your storm that God shows up. Somebody say, I have power over my Current circumstance. Clap your hands to the Lord and give God praise. 
You don't worry about the ocean. I got power over the ocean. You focus on where you are right now. And you keep Jesus in that circumstance by staying focused on him through his word, through his promises. Lord, you said you would never leave me. You would never forsake me. God, you said you would be with me to the ends of the earth. You said if the floodwaters come, they will not drown me. I will not be overran by the rivers. The flames of the fire, they shall not burn me. I have power over my current circumstance. And the reason why some of us, the reason why some of us are failing in our current situation is because we got our eyes off of Jesus and we put our eyes on the problem that hasn't even made it here yet. It's just a big old wave. We can see it coming. The wind is howling. It hasn't even reached us yet. Howling. And we look and see the waves. We see the wind. We get our eyes off of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's stand music if you'll come. What happened? When Peter started looking at the waves. When Peter started listening to the wind. The Bible says. He began to sink. Because when you worry about your tomorrows, you lose power over your todays. You and I are not designed to take on tomorrow. The Lord has not. given us power over tomorrow. He has it, though. He has it. He says, why are you worrying about these things? You can't, you can't make one hair on your head turn gray. You can't add A, a fraction of an inch to your height. It's God's way of saying, why are you worrying about things that only I can control? You put your focus, watch me now, you put your focus on what I have given you power over. And I gave you power 
over the water under your feet. What did he tell Abraham? He told Isaac. He told Jacob. He said, wherever you put your, your foot, wherever you step, he said, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Now, he watched first. He said, now, now, Abraham, Abraham brings him up. He says, look at all that land. Look at all of your tomorrows. Look at them, Abraham. I'm going to give that to you. But I'm going to give it to you. One step at a time. Because the only place I'm going to give you power. Now, I own the land, God says. I own the land. I have power over the sea. And I'm telling you, I'm going to give all of that to you. But you're only getting it. One step at a time. Wherever you put your foot. It's your. The moment you start walking, you have just defined your land. But if you'll stay focused on me. And this is what we have to get a hold of here today. Is that you do have power. Over that trial that's in your life. The Lord gave you power over it. You have power over that temptation that comes to you. Don't worry about tomorrow's temptation. You deal with the one that's with you right now. Now watch me. Here's what you need to receive and understand. And this is what the Lord said. This is what the scripture fulfills and talks about so much. When we, when we comprehend and we understand that God has given us power over the water under our feet. And that he has power over the sea. He said, I will never let a wave come to you that will overtake you. That's what he said. He said, there will never be a wind that blows upon you that knocks you over. I'll never let anything come your way that's greater than you can bear. Here's why. Remember, he gave you power over the water under your feet. So no matter what comes your way, as it enters into your presence, you automatically have power over it. He said, there'll never be a serpent bite you. Now, I know there's crazy people out there picking up snakes. He also said, don't tempt the Lord thy God. Right? So, you're going snake handling, you're doing it on your own. I don't even care to take the vein, fangs out. That's not what the Bible's talking about. But if you are bit by a serpent, if you are attacked by a devil, if you are attacked 
by an enemy or a situation. When it gets close enough, you ready? Now, I don't know how big that circle is. It's not very big. But when it gets close enough that it enters into the area of where you've been given power over, it is automatically subjected unto your command. Now, you, you can have fear... And give it authority over you. That's the reason why we got to get a hold of this revelation today. And you got to tell the devil that he's a liar. And that you do have power over the current circumstance that is in your life. If it's unemployment, I have power over it. If it's sickness, I have power over it. If it's, if it's depression, I have power over it. If it's an attack, I have power over it. Come here, come here, brother. Come here. Stand right there. Stand right here. This is my area. This is what God gave me. That's tomorrow. Now, if I look at that ugly monster right there, and I start worrying about him, the Bible says Peter began to sink. I'm, I'm finishing. I know I got you standing. Just a couple minutes. I've been standing the whole time. And I start worrying about that. The Bible says I will literally begin to sink in my own circle. My own place of authority. Then, if that thing enters in to my circle, I don't even have power, the ability to stand. How am I ever going to take that on? But, if I keep my eyes on Jesus, and my circle, everywhere as I walk, my little circle follows me. And if that circle happens to move by this ugly demon right here, I don't, don't get away from me. I want you to come on in my circle. He is nothing to me. Huh? I didn't mean to push you too hard, bro. Don't hit me. <laughs> It'll ruin my sermon. And if I'm on my way and he enters in to my, so what I'm saying if I'm walking towards Jesus, whatever that path happens to encompass and it enters the area God gave me power over, it is automatically subjected to me. Automatically. Because I have power over that. And if it's brave enough that while I'm on my way, it's going to intrude into my circle. It is subjected to me because I have power over the water that's in my feet. come on let's put our hands together to the Lord what a great God we serve if you're in a situation and here's the beauty about it here's the beauty about it Peter began to fear 
he began to sink down. Come here, Brother Corinthian. He began to sink down, and he cried out. And the Bible says the Lord immediately, somebody say immediately, immediately lifted him up. You know why I have power over the water in my, under my feet? Because Jesus never leaves my circle. He never leaves my circle. The Lord didn't have to come running to him. The Bible says immediately he reached down and picked him up. So I've come to tell you, maybe you did get your eyes on a distant wave. Maybe fear has entered into your heart. Maybe your knees are buckling a little bit. Maybe you've lost a little power over the water on your feet. I've come to tell you, Jesus is in your circle. He's in your circle. And if you'll come and just cry out to him, he's going to reach down today. He's going to lift you back up. You guys are going to walk together back to that boat. God is going to give you authority. God's going to give you power over the circumstance that is in your life. I wonder if there's somebody here today. Circumstances, trouble, finances, health, difficulty, marriage, children, job, persecution, dilemma, depression, fear, loneliness, whatever it is, drugs, come on, whatever it is, come on now, life. Immorality, it don't matter, whatever it is. And you have found yourself sinking. If you'll make your way to this altar, and if you'll cry out to Jesus, he's going to reach down into your life. He's going to lift you up. He's going to give you power over that circumstance all over again. Jesus did not calm the waves. He did not tell the wind to cease. While Jesus and Peter walked back to the boat because Jesus wanted Peter to know, I'm giving you power over the storm. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. It's time to come get that revelation back. Your dilemma's not going to defeat you. Your trouble's not going to bring you down. Your problem's not going to destroy you. God has given you authority. God has given you power. God has given you the ability.
Because you're my 